When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know we need to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot. Realize that. Seven rushes and totally understand that. We need to do it. I never go into a game saying I want to throw the ball 54 times. You know, I would love to go into a game and say I want to run the ball 54 times. But that just, that hasn't happened. Um, so, you know, that that's what I, this is what I have to answer to. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 28. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's week eight. Greg, what's good? What's good? It's week eight. I'm feeling great. Oh, man, fantasy football diagnostics, about to give you that winning slate. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the bars. Mm-hmm. Bars. bars. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's go. Let's get right to it. As we always do, that Thursday night recap, we had a, a 19-9 game here. The Minnesota Vikings beating uh, the Washington Redskins 19-9. Uh, um, Greg, what was, what was your big takeaway from this game? Uh, from this game, really, Dalvin Cook is a—he's a monster. He's a beast. Every game, him and Madison, yeah, uh, you can't really tell the difference between the two. Like you were saying, it's—it's it's pretty evident they just moved the chains with that running game. And once Case Keenum got, went out with a concussion, it was uh pretty easy what the game plan should have been to run the ball, uh, run it down their throats, and, and use game control for that. Um, but and on the other side, you know, uh, AP man—he's—he he still got the moves. This man, you know, after his body is uh taking they need to see his, do some studies on him because uh what, what he's doing at his age uh yeah on a high spraying all this is very impressive uh so uh, i like how his usage has been since the coaching change i think ap is a, a a weekly flex play yeah um i mean just with the dalvin cook alexander madison um dalvin cook you know he's an absolute beast man um that open field run that he had on that screen pass yeah man um, <laughs> he's he just looks like he's playing a video game um, but you know he had 23 carries, 98 yards. Uh, also added 73 receiving yards uh, on five receptions. Uh, did have the one rushing touchdown. That was good for 25.6 uh, half point uh, or Fanduel points. Um, so that was a really good performance by him. Alexander Madison, you touched on it. Um, this was a this was a, a Vikings win. So he met the threshold of the seven carries, but he got this time he got you 13 carries for 61 yards. Um, I think it's you know it's, the stat line could have been a little bit better for him, but you know, missed out on on 40 rushing yards that were called back due to penalties. So he would have had a 100 yard day in this one, which would have been uh, really good for fantasy owners that that would have decided to flex him. Uh, Stephon Diggs, man, I, I feel bad because we didn't even really talk about him um, leading up to the game. Um, you know, but seven seven catches, 143 yards, did have a fumble, but that was good for 15.8 points. Um, and then just. You know, one thing on the one last thing on the Viking side, Kirk Cousins. Um, I know the fantasy output wasn't great, but if you look at the stat line, he had a really good, a really good game. Yeah, he did. Um, twenty three of thirty of twenty three of twenty six, uh, two hundred eighty five yards. So, you know, he only had three three incompletions, but um, you know, fantasy wise, it's only eleven point six points because he didn't he didn't have any touchdown passes or anything like that. Um, 
you know, so, you know, I think we can continue to, to, to eye Kirk Cousins going forward. Um, you know, I know we've been talking about him as potential streamer, but um, it might be more than that, you know, going forward. But we'll have to – you'll have to see. But like you said, AP um, – yeah, this is vintage AP, man. The jump cuts, the the burst, it was all there from AP. Um, the biggest thing to me, though, that stuck out was Scary Terry, man. He was on a roll. Um, halftime, four catches, 39 yards. He was cooking Xavier Rhodes just like we thought he would. But then Case Keenum had to leave the game with a concussion. Um, mm-hmm. And then Dwayne Haskins comes in. And I know earlier in the season I said, hey, you know what? It's not going to be a problem for Scary Terry when Dwayne Haskins comes in. But after watching that game last night, I don't know about that anymore because Dwayne Haskins yeah, looked like a, a deer in headlights, man. <laughs> did you see? Did you see his performance? What you What you make of Dwayne Haskins? Uh, I'm, yeah, it wasn't as good. I remember more seeing him, his performance when he first came in against the Giants, and I saw it there. It really wasn't happening. Didn't move the ball. Um, got a couple interceptions. The Giants was thriving on that on that how um, Haskins. So yeah. Um, Scary Terry has more value. Yeah, when Case Keenum was a quarterback, I always felt that way. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he is going to succeed if Dwayne Haskins is going to keep going at the helm. Yeah, it's, it's just Dwayne Haskins, you know, comes in at halftime, five pass attempts, man. You're in a game that they were down. Um, so that just shows you how much trust this coaching staff has in him, um, you know, or lack of trust that they have in him, I should say. Um, so I'm yeah I'm not gonna be excited about about scary Terry, um, yeah. When Dwayne Haskins, if Dwayne Haskins has to come in, so, um, you know, just one thing to keep an eye on there if you're a scary Terry owner to be mindful of that. Um, that's why you know scary Terry. I say it all the time. I know me, you and I, we have this conversation uh, off air all the time. I think scary Terry's a great player. You know, like, there's no question about it. From the way he runs routes, the way he separates, the way he's able to work all levels of the field, he's a great player. But the Washington situation is not a situation that I want to completely rely on. Um, you know, given, I mean, if Case Keenum is there, then that's fine, right? But, you know, we, we've seen this story over and over and over again. At some point, the first-round draft pick has ends up making starts that aren't due to injury. Um, right. At some point, ownership's going to get involved, especially in Washington when you have, you know, a uh, lack of leadership in the ownership department like like Dan Snyder, um, who who likes to meddle. At some point, we're going to see that. So uh, it's within the range of outcomes. So we can continue to, to hold on to Scary Terry and start him. Um, we just have to know that um, the well at once at some point could run dry. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So. Get go moving forward to these games, uh, these weekend games. Now that we're done with the Thursday night football, um, <clears throat> we've got the Arizona Cardinals three three and one Arizona Cardinals traveling to New Orleans to take on the six and one New Orleans Saints. This is a forty seven and a half point over under, and the Saints are ten and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this game? Uh, I'm gonna take the Saints to win the game. Uh, I have the Cardinals, you know, to cover that spread, 10 and a half. They're, they're on a three-game streak right now. I think they're playing good football. I think they keep it a little close. Uh, and also, I'm going I'm to take the under in this game. Um, really, for me, this is a game of injuries. Uh, who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Uh, David Johnson hasn't practiced all week. He's trending down not to play. The Cardinals signed two running backs for support. So, I think, you know, I think you're confident you could time the road chase out there uh, to start because um, I'm not sure if David Johnson is going to be playing in this game. Um, you're banking on that volume versus a tough matchup. Uh, and then on the other side, the Saints, which QB is going to start. Drew Brees says he wants to play. Uh, Sean Payne still won't reveal who's going to start. 
So it's going to be a true game time decision. And then Kamara, uh, he also is limited in practice towards the end of the week. Is he going to play? Uh, Latavius Murray did pretty well last week. And the Saints have the bye. And, and Jared Cook as well. He hasn't practiced all week, so I don't know if he's going to play. So all this game comes down to really the injuries for me, who, who's going to play or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the under. Um, like Just like you said, I'm taking – but I'm, I'm going to take the Saints against the spread, actually. I'm going to take the Saints to win. Um, the, you know, this Cardinals team is hot. They, they have, you know, one three straight. Um, and this Saints defense, though, has just been on fire. Uh, it's just yes. been really good. And then when you combine that with how bad this Cardinals defense is and how efficient this offense has been, uh, the Saints offense has been, even though it's been led by Teddy Bridgewater, not Drew Brees, uh, I think that those combine for – for the Saints to be able to uh, at least cover the spread here. You know, I, I'm, you're not going to blow the doors off the Cardinals. Maybe the Cardinals get a touchdown late to, to end up, um, you know, pulling within, you know, 12 or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, did, I do see the Saints dominating this game, just from a defensive perspective for most of it. Um, to Chase Edmonds, you have to start him. Uh, I don't think David Johnson is going to play, but to Chase Edmonds, we got to start him, um, you know, to, just yep. the volume. Uh, if yep. he's going to get that backfield to himself with that amount of volume, we have to do it. Um, and the thing about him is Cliff Kingsbury, uh, He was I was listening to him uh, talk earlier <clears throat> this week. He was saying that um, he's not worried about Chase Edmonds carrying that workload. Uh, Chase Edmonds, he's like, obviously, I don't want him doing it for 16 games. But when we need him to do it, I know he's capable. He's one of the hardest working guys on our team. He's in shape. Um, you know, he's he's he works out like, like the world is coming to an end. So... Um, he's like, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. So that's good news to hear if you're a Chase Edmonds owner. That means that there's not going to be some Zach Zenner or DJ Foster or whatever scrub or drag that's going to come Perkins, in and, and take so those. Yeah, yeah Paul like Perkins is oh, coming oh. take those touches. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, so we continue to ride Chase Edmonds. Like you said, I don't think Drew Brees is going to play, man. I know they're playing coy. Drew Brees says he expects to start, uh, and I'm sure he does. Um, Sean Payton is saying that he. Uh, he he doesn't he would he refused to reveal who who was gonna start, um, but just like we talked about on on the Thursday show, it doesn't make any sense for them to play him. Uh, they got the bye next week. Just take the week off, come back healthy, um, and you know keep winning football games. Yeah, um, for sure. Chase Edmonds, yeah, he was a super workhorse in Fordham. They reuse him all the time, so he's used to this. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't think Kamara plays either. Uh, I think he's closer to play than, than Drew Brees, though. So if really? he is playing, I, yeah, I mean he did I practice. He yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna play. I mean I know he was limited earlier in the week, um, but didn't he get upgraded to a full participant in practice at some point, or did I am I, I making that up? I thought he was yeah I thought he stayed just limited both Thursday and Friday. And oh, okay, he, yeah play. okay that's what it was. He was out of practice and then he was he was upgraded to limited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll play just based off the fact that they did cut uh, Zach Zenner so right. early in the week. Um, if he I does that, play, do you, do you start both of them? Do you start Kamara? I think I think this is a situation where if you if you need a – I mean, I'm going to start Kamara over Latavius Murray um, just because, I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but I just – I'm not going to – if Kamara's active, I'm going to play him. Right, you know. Okay, let's put it this way: if the if both Cardinals running backs were active, who would you start? And you had them both. After last week, I would just start Chase. 
Okay. And if both these running backs are active on the Saints side, which one are you starting? If you could only start one. If I could only start one, then I I start Kamara. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel the same way. Um, you know, and and it's just the fact that you know it, it's more than just the fact that I prefer Kamara as a player over Latavius Murray or even David Johnson in the different scenarios, but it's the fact that you know look at what the teams have done, right? The Saints at the start of the week, they they cut a player, right? Mm-hmm. The the Cardinals at the start of the week they signed two players, yeah, right. So like, I I mean it's just I, the the process that their teams are going through kind of tells me hey Alvin Kamara is not gonna or is gonna play is expected to play, and David Johnson is not. Um. So I mean I, I wouldn't expect Alvin Kamara to have a full workload. That is the one thing. But you know like we know with Alvin Kamara he doesn't. It, it could just be one play, right? You know? Um. Or he could be involved in the pass game. Or, um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. But if I have them both, if I have him and Latavius Murray, I'm definitely going to start start them both. Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I'm going to roll them out there. And again, the League of Shortening people is trying to make sure right now. <laughs> yeah, the, no, this, this, Arizona, <laughs> this Arizona defense is beatable through the air, but also on the ground as well. So, um, you know, I, I think that the Saints, the Saints attack them um, that way. And then, hey man, you know, uh, Jared Cook's not playing, and um, I, we know how you love to attack these Arizona Cardinals from you know, tight end I know. perspective. I know. So I brought his name up last week, and I know I said I wasn't barking up the tree, but you know, I think I might, you know, might have to do it. <laughs> um, Josh, Josh, Josh Hill, <laughs> Josh Hill. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I mean, I think he's a sneaky good streamer play for you. If you if you need help at the tight end position, um, if you if you're out of options, if you or you are the Jared Cook owner maybe, or um, you know, Mark Andrews on a buy this week, maybe you might mm-hmm. have to go get, you know, um, yeah, Josh Hill could be a, a dark play I think. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sneaky one week tight end plugins um, this week. Yeah, for sure um, this week. Yeah, OJ yeah, Howard is out as well. So, yeah, you know, so there's some there's some there's some filling guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else you want to cover on that game? Yeah, no. Michael Thomas is going to eat. That's about it. What about the Arizona side? You you excited to start uh, Larry Fitz? Uh, no. Nah, this the Saints defense is for real. Uh, the only person I'm like pretty confident uh, in probably Chase because because of the volume. I think he gives you RB two performance. Uh, Larry Fitz probably you know gets in that wide receiver three range for me this week. And what about Kyler? Uh, Kyler, Kyler should be okay. I think he'll, he'll give you a solid floor. Um, I don't know if his boom is going to be there this week. Um, so maybe other quarterbacks like Josh Allen or somebody may want to start over him. Yeah, I'm not excited to start Kyler this week. Um, just because we've seen this, this, this offense, um, you know, we've seen this Saints defense kind of be dominant in the last few weeks. Um, and I know Kyler's been on one. You know, for the last three weeks, but um, I, I yeah, I think I think this is where the Saints finally get to get an opportunity to slow them down. Um, so if you have better options, you know, go there, and I think people do. Um, a lot of teams I've realized have don't just have Kyler; they have another quarterback on there as well. So yeah, um, you know, if you want to pivot, you know, like like you said, Josh Allen, um, you know, or you. Would you rather start Kyler or Ryan Tannehill? 
I'd still take Kyler Murray. Would you start Kyler or Teddy Bridgewater? I would also that think I would still take Kyler. The Saints have for some reason have been giving it up to quarterbacks though. So yeah, Kyler like late because garbage time late. You know, my, mm. Mr. Briggs still ended up with a good day. So all right, and then that game against you know uh, Dak and Elmer, they still get like yards at the end. Um, but yeah, I still take Kyler. Kyler or an injured Matt Ryan? Um, oh, against Seattle, I'm gonna take. I'm take. Uh, I'm take Kyler Murray still. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to see where you were at. Um, yeah. All right, let's move forward. Next, we got the 0-7 Cincinnati Bengals taking on the 4-3 and L.A. Rams. This seems like a home game for the Rams, but this game's actually in London. It's at 1 p.m., so don't, don't feel the need to wake up early for this one. It's a 47-point over-under. The Rams are 12.5-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? In this game, I'm going to take the Rams. I have the Rams covering the spread as well, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, I think, you know, the Rams are going to dominate this game on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, I love this game for Todd Gurley. You know, he had a low snap percentage last week, but, uh, you know, that was two two weeks off his injury now. I think his usage goes up. You know, a very juicy matchup against the Bengals. Um, so they're, they're literally the worst next to the Dolphins. Uh, I think you, you roll them out there with confidence. Um, on the Bengals side, I'm not really intrigued by a lot of people, except maybe Auden Tate. I'm starting to like him more and more. You know, he's got at least six targets in every game since week three. Uh, I think he provides a very consistent, you know, wide receiver two floor for you. Uh, and I, I like this game for all three receivers on the Rams side. Uh, the Bengals are, you know, bottom five to tight ends, to QBs, excuse me. So that means Jared Goff is a good play well. Jared Goff plays well. Uh, all his targets start to play well. So, uh, yeah, I like the this game for Goff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not excited about this game. I mean, obviously the the Ram from a Rams perspective. Um, so I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Rams to cover the spread. I'm taking the Rams to win. This Cincinnati team is just bad. Um, yeah, their offensive line is bad. Um, hey, did you know that the the Bengals in the last ten years haven't won a game without Marvin Lewis? Wow. Yep, it's because they're 0-6, oh, uh, yeah, 0-6, 0-7, yep. Yeah, they're 0-7 right now. Yep, and the yeah, the new coach, Marvin Lewis era is over, so yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. So, um, no, but, um, you know, the Cincinnati team is bad. The offense line is bad. I think this Rams defense gets after it a little bit, uh, you know. But the one thing to note is that these are two, um, you know, the head coach for the Bengals, Zach Taylor. Um, he's from the Sean Bay coaching tree. So, um, ooh, you know what? That's going to actually make me pick the Bengals against the spread. I think the game quick might change be a little up bit, real quick. Yeah, just change up real quick. Just just pick them against the spread. Um, um, so, but, yeah, you know, on the Rams side, I think Todd Gurley, uh, yeah, like you said, against the Cincinnati run defense um, is definitely intriguing to me. But what about Daryl Henderson? Do you think he's in flex conversation? Given the matchup, um, if it is a, a blowout, if you, I, I think Rams do cover the spread, so I think he'll definitely get some carries. Uh, I still like Malcolm Brown as a, a two when he's in over Daryl Henderson because uh, it's like red zone usage. Malcolm Brown is going to get some play, but uh, but Malcolm Brown's out. Yeah, no, when it, yeah, okay. when, oh, when he's Brown's in, out. when he's in, when he's in, yeah, I, I like him as a better flex option. Uh, 
I, f- that, I mean, he's still low flex for me. I think I will f- choose some other people over him, though. I mean, the just the, I only bring his name up because he's been obviously with Malcolm Brown going down, um, Todd Gurley being a little bit questionable the week before. He's been getting some run each of the last two weeks, and he had 13 mm-hmm. carries last week. Um, and and word out of LA, I mean, I and I haven't. I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen a snap of him play this year. Um, but word out of LA is that he's he's been he's looked really good. Um, you know, and he's he's looked like he's he's deserved more touches. Um, and we got to remember this is a third round pick. Uh, they traded up to get him. Um, you know, so this was this was talked as if you know this was could, this could be. Sean McVay's Alvin Kamara, so I'm not, you know, I'm not going overboard. This is just what, you know, this is what the was said when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the last two weeks he got, he got 13 carries last week, and he was productive on those 13 touches. So uh, in a game like this where he's got a matchup against the Bengals, they're favored by a lot. Um, he's definitely interesting to me. Um, but you know, I'm not forcing him into my lineup in any way. Um, yeah. I guess also, you know, some some FanDuel perspective, he's like fifty two hundred or something like that in the in the five thousands. So he could save you some salary if you if you think that he's flexible, which or I think he is in the, in the matchup. Um, but yeah, if he gets going a touchdown, then that's good for you right there. Exactly, exactly. And going back going back to the game, um, the, you know the 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 receivers and Jared Goff, I like them. Uh, also like Gerald Everett in this spot too. Um, it's just, it's just. I don't know. It's tough because in order for all the Saints, all the Rams receivers to be productive, this game has to become a shootout. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if that. I don't know if that's gonna happen. So somebody's gonna miss out, and it's just, um, you know, playing roulette with these Rams receivers. Um. And then on the Cincinnati side, I yeah, Auden Tate. Um. I think Tyler Boyd's got to be a bounce back candidate. Um. In my opinion, um. You know he's. He's still getting targeted. I think he had 12 targets last week, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He did. I think um, I'm a little scared of if Jalen Ramsey's going to cover him. Yeah, but Jalen Ramsey, I mean, primarily outside outside corner. Uh, Tyler Boyd's been working the slot a little bit. So, if, um, you know, like, I don't know if there's any – I don't know if there's any um, – if there's any receiver on the Bengals that the Rams are saying, hey, we need to cover this person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey's going to necessarily need to travel and, and shadow a particular player. But if he does, I would imagine it would be Auden Tate since he spends most of his time on the outside. Um, But, yeah, it would be, it'd be interesting. But, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be afraid necessarily to start Tyler Boyd. I don't have any Tyler Boyd, so maybe it's easy for me to say that. Um, But I don't have an issue starting him. He's been one of the most targeted receivers in the league Um. You know, and just like the last, just the last three, uh, last three weeks, weeks five to weeks five to seven, um, Tyler Boyd is fourth in target share. He's got a twenty nine percent target share. Um, that's only behind Michael Thomas at thirty three percent, Allen Robinson at thirty percent, and then DeAndre Hopkins tied right there with him at twenty nine percent. So you know, I I think, and he's got thirty five targets in that span. So I, I think I think he's playable. Yeah, he's third in the league in targets during that span. Um, and you know, targets targets are more targets and opportunity are more telling than than matchup and situation a lot of times, right? So um, 
you know, situation where the 12 and a half point dogs are going to have to come back. He's the most targeted receiver on the team in the last three weeks. So I don't see why that's going to change. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not afraid to play him. I'm not going to say, oh, Tyler Boyd, I'm a bad matchup. Let me bench him. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thought there. Uh, anything else on that? Um, game? Yeah, no, nah, Rams, Rams should dominate. <laughs> Joe Mixon, I'm not. Uh, yeah, wasn't yeah. on him last week. I'm I'm not touching Joe Mixon. I think yeah, he's he's uh not really a startable option at this point. Yeah, I think you have to you have to start looking at other options. Um, when it comes to Joe Mixon, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. You asked me, hey, we got to start Joe Mixon. I was like, yeah, I think so. You know, it's Joe Mixon. He's getting the volume, but the snap the snaps shares have gone down. Um, he's like in the sixty percent right now. Um, and that's not what you want to see from, from, uh, from your starting running back. So yeah, I think I think he's in the flex conversation going forward. Yeah, right? like yeah, we gotta, yep. We gotta start talking to, about Joe Mixon as a as a flex. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, that's all. That's all I got on that game. Or you, anything else? You were gonna say something about the Rams? Uh, no. Nah, yeah, they should dominate. But yeah, I think Joe Mixon. I would stay away from him a little bit. All right. Moving forward, we've got the two and five Denver Broncos headed to Indianapolis to take on the four and two Indianapolis Colts. This is a forty-two and a half point over/under. The Colts are four and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got in this game? Uh, I'm gonna take the Colts uh, to to win the game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Colts to also cover the spread, and I'm taking the under in this game. Uh, I think you know this is gonna be a little low-scoring game here. Uh, Denver's defense, you know, has been good except uh, for that that Chiefs game was really disappointing for both uh, both sides of the ball but they've been uh pretty decent before that um th- but the offense hasn't so i expect you know this pretty be low scoring um i'm very more excited about the the, the receivers in this matchup now uh, ty hilton five receiving touchdowns thus far uh and also Cortland sutton on the other side this is his first game without Manuel sanders so i'm looking at both those guys to see what they do i'm uh, not really loving the matchup for philip Lindsay, um but on the cold side i think i like marlon mack this week i think he bounces back in a favorable game script, um, both these guys coming off disappointing performances in Week Seven. So, uh, look, Marlon Mack and Ty to to come through, and the corner sun to step up on the other side. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking the Colts to win, or I'm taking the Colts against the spread. Also, um, yeah, this Denver defense has been better, but like you said, um, you know, Marlon Mack has his best games when the Colts when the Colts are in favorable game script when they're winning. Um, to tend to win big. I got the Colts covering the spread. Um, so I, I think that I think they win by by more than a touchdown here. Um, so that would lead me to believe that Marlon Mack is in play. Um, I know he's he he's been a little bit disappointed in the last few weeks, but I think this is a bounce back spot for him, like you said. Um, and then on the receivers, uh, like it's afraid to be. Af- I'm a, it's like it's almost wrong to be afraid of Ty because he's been so good. But Chris Harris, good corner on the other side here. Um, so that's just something to watch. Be aware of. Um, but you know, obviously, you're not going to bench Ty. Um, right. Cortland Sutton, like you said, really like his matchup. Um, the volume is is there, and it should be ticked up even a little bit more um, with with uh, Emmanuel Sanders now gone. So yeah, this is going to be intriguing. Um, this Colts defense though has been has been pretty good, man. And you know they they get the they get a matchup against this Denver Bronco offense, which we saw get annihilated on Thursday Night Football last week. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're a nice play there. You know, we're both picking the Colts to win, both picking them to cover the spread. So um, maybe that's a nice 
a nice little uh, defense for for people to pick up right there. Start. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then like you said, yo, this this Royce Freeman, uh, Philip Lindsay thing. Um, have you have you noticed? Uh, they so Philip Lindsay's snap percentages have have, are, have dipped into the forties, and Royce Freeman is mm. now in the sixties. Um, but the production really hasn't shifted because you know Philip Lindsay he's a he's a more explosive player, more efficient player, whereas right. Royce Freeman needs those touches. So, um, you know, or or do you, you know, how do you feel about Royce Freeman? Then I know obviously Philip Lindsay we're gonna start him every week, but what about Royce yeah, Freeman? we're starting them starting Lindsay every week. Uh, I don't think. Lindsey's gonna go crazy this week, which means I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not excited about either running back for this week. Uh, yeah, you said like Colts defense is pretty good. I don't think Denver's offense is gonna look good on the road uh, in this in this matchup. So um, I'm not sure if you know Lindsey or Royce are gonna give you like a RB top in RB two performance this week. I think C Lindsey is more of an RB three this week. Yeah, I mean, Lindsey's the only one I'm really excited about, especially if we both pick the Colts to to win and cover the spread. Yeah. And, um, you know, that means they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more, and Philip Lindsey is the pass catcher. Um, so, yeah, I think Philip Lindsey probably has more upside um, in that in that sense. But um, you know, if you need it, you know, you, you know, you're hoping that Royce Freeman, you know, maybe gets a touchdown for you or something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think he's flexible. Um, but you know, if you have a better option, I think you you should lean there. Um. All right. Anything else you want to add on that game, Greg? Uh. Nah. I'm ready to move forward. All right. So moving forward, we've got the two and five L.A. Chargers traveling to Chicago to take on the three and three Chicago Bears. This is a forty and a half point over under. The Bears are three and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? I'm going to take the Bears in this game at home. Uh, I have the Chargers covering the spread, though. I think it's a field goal game, uh, and I'm going to take the under in this game as well. Um, yeah, field goal game. I think the Bears' defense has the quite ed- the slight edge in this one at home. I think they uh, do pretty well, get to Phillip Rivers um, and, you know, disrupt him a lot. Uh, I have my eyes really on the running backs on both sides. David Montgomery coming off a four-touch game last week. Uh, this is a very disappointing performance as far as his usage and his production. Uh, we'll see if that changes this week. Hopefully, it does. Um, on, on on the other side, you know the Bears' rush defense. We talked about it. Without Akeem Hicks, is it is vulnerable. So they're bottom ten in fantasy against the run. So I think I like MG three and Eckler, especially Eckler in this spot. Uh, he's been still producing with MG MG three there, still being a top end, a low end, low end, you know, RB one for you, which is really good. Um, and then as a receiver, you know, Keenan Allen dealing with that hamstring injury. He said he's might be limited even if he does play, so I'm avoiding him this week. I don't think he's. Uh, I think you don't start him you know, on the road against his Bears secondary. I think you try kind of avoid him. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take the Chargers against the spread. I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. Um, I know it's weird. Um, I, I like, but the Chargers. This just doesn't seem like a game where the Chargers are significantly overmatched. Um, you know, if you look at it on the Bears side, um, you know, obviously after last year and the historic run that this Bears defense had, we have expectations for them. Um, but we also have to come to realize that there's some things that are different about this Bears defense. Um, you know, number one, Vic Fangio, he's no longer there calling the plays for this defense. Um, <clears throat> number two, Akeem Hicks, he's been out. He's on IR now. So that significantly impacts 
the uh, the run defense of these uh, of these Chicago Bears, and we've seen that the last two weeks. Um, and it, it's I don't know, it's funny, man. I, I like uh, listen to to you know other people talk and give their opinions, and and people talking about how this Bears you know Bears run defense has been so bad. Um, and but nobody's talking about Akeem Hicks. And, and so it's just funny. I mean, if you play DFS, this is a nice way to leverage your opponents here um, to attack the Chicago Bears run defense until people figure out, like, hey, we can attack the Chicago Bears run defense. In the mm-hmm. last three weeks, um, their bottom three in um, their bottom three in terms of in terms of rush defense efficiency. Um, so teams are having success running the ball against them. Uh, Josh Jacobs we saw two weeks before in London, um, and then last week. I didn't, who was it? Oh, it was, it was Latavius Murray last week. Yeah. Uh, so this week, them. I think this week, I think Melvin Gordon is playable, man. I know he's coming off the bad game. People have the bad taste in their mouth. Um, but I think this is the week that you can play him. Um, I know. I know last week, last week we were talking about whether he should be, we should play him or not. I was saying, I don't know about this situation. The matchup's not great this week. I think this is the week to play Melvin Gordon. And I like, and I get it. Bad taste in your mouth. He's projected like seven points in half point PPR leagues. That just looks gross, but um, I'm fine. I'm comfortable starting him. Um, on the other side, Dave Montgomery, very similar situation. Um, I would be comfortable starting him too because the matchup is so good on this side. Um, you know, both these run defenses are not great. Neither one of these pass defenses have been playing really great either. So I think this makes for a game that can potentially shoot out. Um, I know you said there's no Keenan Allen, so <clears throat> I think that Mel- that obviously makes Mike Williams, um, uh, Mike definitely makes Mike Williams playable. Yep, yep. But Austin Eckler, um, if there's no Keenan Allen, I like Austin Eckler like a lot more. Um, yeah, for targets. You know, we already think, saw him yeah. play play. He was getting snaps at receiver last week. Um, so if there's no Keenan Allen, I think Austin Eckler's in play. And, 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 you know, I think if you have Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, I think you can play them both. Yeah, I think Eckler gives you RB1 performance. Uh, I think especially in the passing game, you see he maybe gets uh, almost 10 receptions in this game. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to get a, he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, he's going to get a lot of receptions. So, you know, we talk about it all the time this this, you know, this is one of the pass offenses in the NFL NFL that literally runs through people and not positions. So Phillip Rivers, he's going to go back there. He's going to look to Mike Williams. He's going to look to Austin Eckler. He's going to look to Hunter Henry. Um, check down to Melvin Gordon. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's definitely all in play. And then Allen Robinson, man, he's been on a roll, man. Yeah. Um, he's been on a roll. He's been hot like the last three weeks. He's been absolutely just dogging the competition. So I'm starting him too. Um, but is there anybody else in this game that we might be missing? Uh, fancy owners might be questionable about whether they want to start or not. No, uh, yeah, um, maybe Tariq Cohen as a bottom in flex play, but that's mm-hmm. really the only other uh, guy. Um, <laughs> uh, my man Tariq Cohen having a rough week out here. Yeah, you know, people people get at him because he's short, but he's tough, though, so. <laughs> yeah, he's know. got the heart, though, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, can't me- you can measure the size of a man, but you can't measure the size of his heart. There we go. <laughs> All right, moving forward, we've got the two and five New York Giants traveling to Detroit to take on a two, three and one Detroit Lions. Uh, this is a forty nine and a half point over under. The Detroit Lions are six and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Uh, you know, my boy Danny Dimes going on the road, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna take the Lions this week. 
Uh, I think they, you know, coming off a, a strong performance offensively against the Vikings. But I think they hold it down. And I think they get this win. I'm going to take the Giants to cover the spread, though. Uh, I think they, they keep it a little close. Could be a field goal game in this one. And I'm going to take the over. Uh, these two defenses have, you know, have not been playing very well lately. Uh, I think Matt Stafford has an excellent game. I love him a lot this week. No carry-on, so they might have to rely on the passing offense a little more. So I like this game for Stafford, and I like this game for Galladay. Uh, the last big receiver the Giants played was Mike Evans, and we, we know how that turned out. So uh, I think Galladay, you know, uh, proves his uh, prowess here. He has a great great game here. Um, on the Giants' side, I think all these Giants guys step up. I think they bounce back. No weather to affect them. They all have their gloves on, catching the ball, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I like the Giants to step up offensively as well. Evan Ingram, Saquon. Golden Tate, uh, who has been doing well, those three guys, I think you can roll them out there. Uh, and it won't be a factor because they're in the dome. So uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to take uh, – I agree with you pretty much on this. Uh, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the over here. Um, the six and a half, man. Yeah. Six and a half. That makes it tough. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take the Giants to cover the spread. Uh, and I'm going to take the Lions to win. Um, you know, this, like you said, these two bat, these two defenses haven't been great the last, the last few weeks. Um, Detroit's actually been a bottom four, uh, rush defense and they've been a bottom five pass defense in terms of efficiency. Oh, Danny Dimes about to eat. <laughs> that's the last, and that's during the last three weeks. Um, and Darius Slay, who, you know, who's their star corner. Um, he was questionable going into last week aggravated the hamstring injury he's ruled out for this week um so um that that's a boom for the pass offense of the giants uh danny dimes has he's just been daniel jones lately um you know, yeah the turnovers there have been tough turnovers the fumbles they're tough um so the, those make it tough to actually pick the giants in this one but i think he has a nice statistical day um just because this giants or this detroit lions pass offense has been beatable um both these run defenses, um, well, obviously the Giants actually have been pretty pretty decent against the run the last few weeks. But last week they got tore up by Chase Edmonds. I think the Lions see that and they try to try to exploit that. Um, but like you said, Matt Stafford, he had a really good he he's been on a roll too. So he's got a nice little spot here. And Kenny G um, with a bounce back game, I think that's definitely in play. Uh, what about Marvin Jones? Are you gonna are you gonna play him? I know. Yeah, I think uh, you also roll him out there. Yeah, um, as far as the secondary is not good against, you know, any type of receiver. So, I think you, you roll Marvin <laughs> Jones out there as a flex play. Okay, yeah. And then, um, and then you know, Golden Tate, you know, you talked about it. You know, he's been on a roll. This is a revenge game for him, too. Remember that, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. No Sterling again. Detroit. No Sterling. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's been uh, getting those targets from, from Daniel Jones. So, um yeah, I'm excited about I'm excited about his prospects. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I expect him to have a big one um, in this yep. one. This Giants or this Lions run defense is not great, um, and I expect the Giants to exploit that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. What about this Ty Johnson situation? What are you What are you doing there? You have confidence uh, to start him this week? Yeah, I think you you got to. I think uh, anyone that you know, just far as hoping for volume, people that picked him up, I'm sure put a lot of investment into him as far as your fat budget. So. You, you did that, you, you should roll him out there, I think, at least as a flex play this week. Um, and hopefully he gives you some RB2 upside. But um, as far as his performance, I think, you know, he, he gives you flex numbers. I think, you know, he doesn't 5 to 10 points. I think is a good number for him uh, to expect. 
Yeah, I, 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 I like, I like Ty Johnson a lot this week, man. I mean, like we said, this, this lines, um, this Detroit or Detroit, this Giants run defense, um, <clears throat> you know, got tore up last week. Yeah. Um, the thing about the thing about Ty Johnson that's interesting to me is that, you know, the carry on was was he was a workhorse in this backfield. Right, um, right. He was getting 70, 70 to seventy five percent of the touches, uh, you know, the snaps. So he he was this was his this was his backfield. And the other thing carry on was getting that nobody on this in this backfield was getting goal line touches. Um and so if it continues to trend like that where Ty Johnson just replaces carry on and JD because JD McKissick had a role. Mm-hmm. You know, he already had a role. So if his role doesn't change, then that just means that carry that Ty Johnson's role is changing. Um and if he's gonna be the one getting the goal line work, um, then you know, that's something that I want a piece of in this offense. So uh, he's definitely intriguing to me there. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think that's really all I got on this game. Or, yeah, sorry, no, I'm, TJ I'm, Hawkinson, you know, given the um, and, all, and all the other stuff going on this week. Given he's he wasn't a lot of waiver wire, um, like on the waivers this week, and I was looking at him. I don't had it didn't have you know the the guts to add him. I think I couldn't find a little other couple more people to do better. Yeah, but, it's uh, like the upside is yeah. clearly there, but you could definitely make the argument to go in a different direction. Yeah, I think so. All right, I think that's all we got on that game. All right, so moving forward, we've got the – so, I I mean, completely out of topic, off topic. What's going on in MetLife this weekend? Do you know? I know you're, you, you're the the music festival and concert guy. Um, Is there something going on in MetLife this week? <laughs> MetLife? No, nah, Summer Jam's in the summer. The Jets and Giants are both away. Jets and Giants are both away? It could be like some uh, huge – there has to be a concert then. has to definitely mega mega <laughs> one of the mega concerts. Uh, okay. I have no idea. I'm going to look it up, though. Now, nah, nah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Side research right here. Here we go. All right. <laughs> um, so, before, I guess I'll start then. So, we've got the 1-5 New York Jets going to Jacksonville to take on a 3-4 Jacksonville Jags. Jags are 6.5-point favorites. This is a 40.5 over-under. Um, so, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the uh, the Jets against the spread, but I'm taking the Jags to win. Um, nah, screw that. I'm taking the Jets to win. Um, I've got them covering the spread, so I'm just going to take them to win. Let's do that. Um, yeah, for me, it's from the Jags side, it's really all about um, Leonard Fournette, uh, DJ Shark. Uh, I think they're both in, in big spots. Uh, Gardner Minshew is definitely playable. Um, you know, this Jets pass defense, it's been okay. It just hasn't been great, but, you know, they give up the big play. Um, and DJ Shark is one of those receivers we're probably going to give it up to. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, uh, he killed us last year. Um, he'll probably kill us again because Trumaine Johnson, he's been in the, he, you know, you wouldn't know it if you watched him, but he's been in the league for like eight years. He hasn't learned how to stop a crossing route yet. So um, D.D. Westbrook, going to eat on those. Um, and then on the Jets side, um, I want to start, I know people are afraid to start Sam Darnold given the uh, the 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 situation on Monday night football, but guess what? I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Um, <laughs> when, whenever you, whenever you play the Pats, you guess what? You're going to look like crap when you play the Pats, <laughs> like that's going to happen. So the jets, they looked like crap. Um, they got that stink on them. The Pat stink is still there. Could still smell it from a mile away. Um, but I still, uh, I felt the, I felt excited to start Sam Donald this week. I still am not, I'm still excited to do that. Um, Robbie Anderson, 
Jamison Crowder, both both definitely in play. Um, Lev Bell, absolutely in play. This Jags run defense has not been. Um, it's not a, form- a formidable Jags run defense. So I think Leonard or Leonard Fournette, Lev Bell can can get on one in this one. So uh, both these running backs from from both these teams, I want to start them because they're tops in the league in terms of opportunity. Um, but that's all I got in that game. So what do you got oh, for word. what's going on? So in I got life? first, yeah, <laughs> supercar driving experience 2019 at MetLife. You know, you can get behind the wheel to, to, to drive the world's most top exotic cars. So, you know, if you want to go to MetLife right now, drop some Ferraris, some Bentleys, you know, you could do that across, around MetLife Stadium. There you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. I mean, hopefully yeah, they, pay yeah. the, they pay for the plug, though, because we just <laughs> <laughs> that free advertisement. It was real. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I know. No one looking at those ticket prices. That definitely should get a cut, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it worked. With this this Jets game. You were saying, uh, yeah, I got the Jaguars to win. I got them covering the spread. Um, uh, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, I, I like the Jags skill players in this one. Fournette for sure. I th- think they use him a lot to control the game. So I think I like Fournette a lot in this game. Uh, Crowder. He was dealing with injury issues, but he's expected to play, which is good. And, yeah, they uh, pulled yeah, him off the injury report. Word, word. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, I'm eyes on this Darnold and this Jets offense uh, in our league, and uh, we had him just in case we needed to use him because Lamar was on the bye. The man had negative six point six six points. Uh, that was a sign and omen for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm, I'm I'm having an eye on on Darnold uh, from that embarrassing performance. I think he does bounce back though, uh, and I, I think Gardner has a good game. Yeah, I agree with I agree with everything you said there. Um, yeah. All right, we can move forward. We've got the 5-2 and two Seattle Seahawks traveling to Atlanta to take on the 1-6 and six Atlanta Falcons. This is a 53-point over-under. The Seattle Seahawks are seven-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? I'm going to take Seattle in this game. I think I'm going to take Seattle against the spread as well. Uh, and I'm going to take the over, depending, you know, Matt Ryan, I expect him to play. So, if he is, I'm going to take this over in this game. Uh, I think Seattle uh, dominates this game. Um, I think they do pretty well as far as on both sides of the ball. Expect a huge game from Chris Carson, uh, you know, and the Seattle offense. You know, we, we see know how Atlanta is not good against running backs. They're one of the bottom teams against doing uh, production-wise. So I think Chris Carson has a good game here. And also on the Falcons side, um, my eyes on Calvin Ridley, especially if Matt Ryan's going. Uh, you know, I think he's going to have an upgrade as far as usage and consistency um, with Sanu being traded. Uh, I like him a lot. As long as Matt Ryan is healthy, I think you can – Put Calvin Ridley out there as giving you wide receiver two production. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna take the. I'm actually gonna take the under in this game. Uh, just because 53, that's the implied total of 30 to 23. I don't see it quite getting there. Um, so that's why I'm just gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take the Seahawks against the spread though, and I'm gonna take the Seahawks to win. Um, you know, like you said, this this Atlanta defense against running backs not great. So Chris Carson, he's going to have himself a day. But I really do like the Seattle pass catchers as well. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Tyler Lockett, um, you know, you, you have to play him every week. Yeah. Uh, but DK Metcalf, I know he he's made the waiver wires in some leagues. Um, I know he's picked, like, if you need a receiver, pick him up and start him because um, he's got a really good matchup here. Isaiah Oliver, the the Atlanta corner, um, who he's, he'll probably primarily be matched up with. Um, will not be able to cover him. They haven't been able to cover anybody all year. So uh, I think DK Metcalf's playable. Um, and then, you know, like you said, if Matt Ryan's playing, I feel much, much better about this Atlanta side. Um, right. Calvin Ridley especially. I think he's the biggest – obviously he's the biggest beneficiary of this Muhammad Sanu um, 
trade because that opens up targets and opportunities for him. But I think it's beneficial to everybody involved, you know, because it's more targets available for Julio Jones as well because we were complaining about Julio Jones only getting 20% of his team's targets. Um, it's also, um, as crazy as it sounds, it's also good for Austin Hooper because, um, you know, he's working in the middle of the field, a lot of those the area of the field that Mohamed Sanu is working. <clears throat> so it's more targets for him there too. Um, but, you know, like you said, Calvin Ridley um, – you know, he was splitting snaps and targets with Mohamed Sanu, so he that's why it's most beneficial to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start these pieces. If Matt Ryan, if Matt Ryan's playing, I'm excited to start these pieces. What about Devontae Freeman? Um, I know he, you know, he let owners down by getting ejected last week. Um, but how do you feel about him? You know, this week in this matchup. Uh, for the, the Falcons side, you know, I think Austin Hooper, the Seahawks defense is pretty bondable by the tight end, so I think. That's uh, good for them, Austin Hooper. To Devontae Freeman, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, he's you're going to start him. Uh, I think he'll give you RB2 value this week. Uh, hopefully, yeah, he doesn't get ejected because um, that's not a good look for him as, as far as uh, uh, that. Um, but, yeah, Matt, it does all come down from, to Matt Ryan as well. If it, it helps him. Matt Ryan helps all these pieces. If he's not playing, I'm, I'm locking in Seattle's defense as well uh, to start uh, to eat against um, Matt Schaub. Okay, if, if Matt Schaub does, if Matt Ryan doesn't play, though, which Atlanta pieces are you not playing? Like, does that? Uh, I know it definitely, changes some, some stuff a little bit, right? Um, uh, yeah, I think Julio and Austin Hooper are probably the only guys I'm looking at then. Yeah, if Matt, I agree. if Matt Ryan's not playing, I, so you're you're not you're not going to start Devonte Freeman if Matt Ryan plays. No, nah, I don't think so. Okay, all right. Um, I think I would still start him. Just because, just because of volume and, and opportunity, um, and you don't have many running backs in situations like that. But yeah. I, I understand the reasoning to not want to. But I, I think most owners probably are in a situation where they might have to. Yeah, they, yeah. Um. All right, moving forward, we've got the two and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Tennessee to take on the three and four Tennessee Titans. This is a forty-five and a half point over/under. Titans are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? I have the Titans winning this game. I also have the Titans covering the spread. I think this is a field goal game. I think they get it done. And it is the Titans game, so I'm taking the under. Um, so I think it's a field goal game, like I said before. My eyes in this game are both on the quarterbacks. I think the Titans' defense will disrupt Jameis um, on, on that side. And on the other side, Ryan Tannehill, man, competent quarterback, doing what he has to do. I think he's a streamer in this matchup. Buccaneers are bottom 10 in fantasy against QBs. Um, and if I like the QB, Ryan Tannehill in this matchup, I think uh, I'm leaning to liking these receivers, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Uh, if you really need a receiver this week, I think those two guys are both in flex consideration this week as a wide receiver threes with some, some wide receiver two upside. Uh, both coming, up, off on, coming off good games as far as the target number and production. Uh, I think you can roll both these guys out there. Uh, on the Bucks, um, not really in love with a lot of the Bucks in this matchup. This Titans defense is really good, and they're home. Um, I, you know, Chris Godwin and Evans, you know, I think they, they won't give you disappointment, but I think one of them is going to, you know, end up with a single-digit single, single digit game this week. Um, not sure who which one it is, but something, something's going to happen. This Titans defense is pretty good. Yeah, I'm – man, I think I, I just feel – I don't know. I feel weird about this game, but I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take the Bucks against the spread. I'm going to take the Bucks to win. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I feel weird about I say I feel weird about this game is just you know like we said Titans games take the under but this is a Titans Bucks game 
the Bucks tend to be in high scoring games. It's true. Ryan um, Tannehill's the quarterback now. It's true. Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback of the Titans. So I think this game goes over. Um, the Bucks are coming off a bye, so they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. It's a long road trip for them because they they went from from London to to back to Tampa Bay. Now they're coming to Tennessee, um, so they've been on the road. But um, I think that this Tampa Bay Bucks team, this offense, it's a little bit more. Um, they attack you vertically, and the things that they could beat you with, um, you know, size, speed, athleticism. Like, those are things that you can't really coach for. I don't know. It's just I, I have a weird feeling about this game. And then on the other side, when you look at the defensive perspective, um, Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback for the Titans. But Todd Bowles is the defensive coordinator for the Bucks. Um, Todd Bowles has had success as the defensive coordinator or the head coach of the Jets um, against Ryan Tannehill and his time in, 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 in Miami. Um, so it was – it's – I think when you when you throw that into the equation there too, you got a, a defensive coordinator who's familiar with this quarterback, has had success against him, knows what gives him trouble. Um, so I think I don't I think that you you know Ryan Tannehill is definitely still startable, streamable. Um, I think that the the receivers are still good good to go in this one. Um, it's just like when this game play how how I see this game playing out. I think that definitely factors in. Um, but what about the run games? Are you are you excited to start any of the running backs in this game? Um, no, nah, not at all. I don't think uh, Peyton Barber, Rojo, I'm not was never really excited about them in the year. I don't think you can roll them out there against this Titans defense. And then on the other side, uh, Derrick Henry, um, yeah, I'm not excited. I mean, he, he probably gives you maybe he's in flex consideration, but that's about it. I don't think he's uh, nothing special to me. OJ Howard is out though, but so I think Cameron Bray is a sneaky good streamable tight end play. Mm-hmm. Um, he got four targets before the bye. Uh, got a touchdown with O.J. Howard on the field, so no O.J. Howard this week. I think if you're the owner, you know, go add Cameron Bray, might as well slot him in. Also, uh, Delaney Walker is out in this game as well, so um, that means Jonu Smith is in consideration at tight end. Uh, he had yeah, three again, catches good for 64 too. yards last week. Yeah, they both, Cameron Bray, Jonu Smith both have good matchups, so I think both of them are startable. Um so yeah, Johnny Smith definitely uh, you know has an athletic profile. You know, kind of been waiting for for him to to to, to bust out a little bit mm-hmm. for a while now. So you know, he's he's finally got an opportunity here. Uh, had 64 receiving yards last week. So um, I think you either either one of those guys you could go to. Cameron Brait though, definitely the touchdown upside is 100 percent there. Um, you know, like you said, he's he got a touchdown each of the last was it each of the last two games. Uh, he got or one. Two of the last three. He, yeah, two of the last three, and then yeah, yeah, the last three. with OJ Howard. So with OJ Howard. So without OJ Howard, um, you know, it's it's yeah, he's definitely somebody that I I would look to um for for the touchdown upside. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I know you said the single digit receiver. Um, it's, I don't. I yeah. I just I have a weird feeling about this matchup. So I think both of those guys, you start them. Um, you're not gonna be able to run the ball, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add on that game? We're we good to move forward. Yeah, nah, let's keep on rolling. All right. So we've got the. Well, this is, I think to me this is game of the week, man. Um, we've got the four and two Carolina Panthers traveling to San Fran to take on the six and zero San Francisco Forty Niners. This is a forty two point over under. Uh, Niners are five and a half point favorites. So Greg, what do you got? 
I'm going to take the Niners in this game. I really believe in this defense and what they are doing. I'm going to take them against the spread as well. And uh, I'm going to take the under in this game. Uh, I think this 49ers defense is just super for real. Uh, I can't see the Panthers really moving the ball that well out of CMC. And it, it might even be a little struggle for him. Um, but my eyes, you know, on the 49ers side on Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, hearing rumors that he's going to be used a lot in this matchup. He's got a great matchup against Carolina, who's bottom 10 against wide receivers in fantasy. So I think I will roll him out there with confidence as a wide receiver too this week. Uh, on the 49ers side as well, besides the run running game, Tevin Coleman versus Matt Bietta. I think we're starting to see that shift uh, to Tevin Coleman being the leader in this backfield. Uh, since he's been back, he's getting 16 carries a game at, at least, which is a great volume. Uh, Matt Breda's usage, you know, has declined every game since Coleman's been back. So I think, you know, Coleman's the guy that you want to start uh, as a solid running back, too. And Breda's more like a, in that low-end RB2 flex conversation now at this point. Um, so, yeah, it's on the 49ers side. Uh, on the Panthers side, uh, yeah, CMC, he's going to eat. Uh, you know, other than that, I think it's going to be a little tough for this these guys. Uh, Curtis Samuel's the only other guy, the, the receivers, because DJ Moore's safe and uh, Curtis Samuel, but... I'm not excited about both those guys. My bad, Greg. Um, so, yeah, sorry. I had a little technical difficulty. I had to switch uh, headphones. Um, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, this game is so interesting to me, man. I, I, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Panthers to cover the spread, though. Um, I, really, I really don't want to pick against the... I really don't want to pick against the, the Niners, so I'm not going to, man. But I, I was really close to doing it. Um, you know, this Panthers team, they had a week off, too. They were they had a game in London, so they've had some time to prepare for this game. Um, and so I think they make it close. But I, I do think the Niners win. Um, you know, the Emmanuel Sanders, most people are saying are recommending not to start him. I'm not one of those people. You're clearly not one of those people either. I think you could start Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing to remember, or not to remember, to note, um, Manuel Sanders is coming from Denver. Um, his offensive coordinator in, in Denver was Rich Scangarelli. Uh, Rich Scangarelli has worked with Kyle Shanahan in the past. So uh, the language and the verbiage in these two offenses, they should be very similar. So this is should be a smooth transition for, for Emmanuel Sanders to come in. Um, and be able to be on the same page with Jimmy G, um, be able to know the routes and the, and the signals and things of that nature. And I think they incorporate him right away. Um, there was actually word that the that the Denver Broncos didn't want this. They wanted this. They wanted to wait a week to do this deal because they wanted. They really wanted to have Emmanuel Sanders this week against the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Niners were like, no, we're only doing this deal if we do it now because they really wanted Emmanuel Sanders for their matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Um, so I would expect Emmanuel Sanders to be used and to be used heavily, um, you know, as George, as the as the other target to George Kittle. So um, I'm excited to start him in this one as well. Uh, CMC on the other side against this crazy Niners defense. Uh, the Niners have not let up a top 12 running back all year. Um I think that's going to change this week. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's a Swiss Army knife, um, so he's not just a running back. He's not just a receiver. Uh, so I, I expect the 
if the if the Panthers are going to win this game or they're going to come close, it's going to be because Christian McCaffrey put the team on his back. So yeah, always. Um, he's Fanduel Fanduel wise, he's ninety six hundred, crazy expensive. So if you're playing in a tournament or a GPP, it might be a nice idea to stick him in there because nobody's going to do it. Um, and if he has a nice day, then you've got leverage on the field. Um, but then, so but being you know back to a, a fantasy perspective, uh, season long, um, you know like you were saying, the, the matchup isn't great for these Panthers receivers, uh, DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel. If you had to start one of them though, which one are you starting? Uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with Curtis Samuel. Um, think just mm-hmm. big play activity. Um, mm-hmm. think maybe he can get behind the defense one or two plays, and if he doesn't get that low reception number, I think the yards will be there. Honestly, yeah, I agree with you. This um, I actually see it the same way. I, I I like Curtis Samuel in this one, um, given the given the the high upside in terms of the the air yards and, and things of that nature. Um, um, yeah, I think. Uh, but DJ Moore though, you're still gonna play him, right? Yeah, he's, I think he's still a good uh, solid flex option for you. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, um, and then the the. The uh, 49ers running rush attack. Um, you know Tevin Coleman. Obviously, he's got at least 18 carries in the last each of the last three games. Um, so you know I think that's that's definitely a plus. You like that volume. Uh, Matt Breida. I think you know last last week was just a function of obviously the the game went poorly, but he he left you know uh, with you know he left with like, he had to go into concussion protocol and then he came back and he got poked in the eyes. So he had to leave for that. So it just wasn't a great game for Matt Breida, um, you know, real life or fantasy-wise. Um, so I think you could start him this week. Um, and then anything else on this side? Uh, what about yeah, Greg nah. Olson? Um, yeah, Greg Olson, um, tough couple weeks uh, since that hot start. Um, I'm, yeah, uh, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm not really excited about the receivers, so I don't think I'm really excited about you know, Greg Olson either. His 49ers defense is super for real. All right, man. I guess that's that's all we got on that game then, because yeah. I got I got nothing more. All right, so now we've got the uh, two and four Cleveland Browns traveling to Foxborough to take on the seven and zero New England Patriots. This is a forty three and a half point over under. The New England Patriots are eleven and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Oh man, I'm t- I'm taking the Pats in this game. I'm also taking the Pats to cover the spread, and uh, I'm taking the over. Uh, I think this one might get ugly. Uh, the Pats are home. In Foxborough, I think this pass defense absolutely dominate. I think they wreak havoc on Baker, uh, gets him, gets the sacks, maybe gets a couple turnovers. Uh, I'm not confident starting any of these Browns except Nick Chubb. I think he's still performing. He still performs in tough matchups. Uh, he had one against the 49ers, and he had one against Baltimore. Uh, and he still put up uh, solid points against both those teams. So I still see him as a low-end RB1 going into this week. Uh, and then on the Pat side, uh, this receiving core, all these weapons, it's going to happen. How this, this core work without after Edelman? Uh, you got Mohamed Sanu, you got Jacoby Myers, Philip Dorsett, all those guys. Um, but really, I like this game more for the running side of the offense. Uh, James White and Sony Michelle, you know, James White's going to get you 10 points. That's a lock it in right there. Uh, Sony Michelle, uh, nine, nine, gets, nine, 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 nine points. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I think Sony gets in a uh, goal line touchdown. Um, Rex Burkett is questionable for this game truly uh so he might be back and if he's back to you know just a lot of miles to feed on this pats offense but uh, i think you know you can james white sony should be good flex plays this week and uh edelman i'm, I'm confident about him but uh, i'm not sure how those other three are going to work out 
Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Pats. I'm taking the Pats against the spread. Um, yeah, this is like you said, it's gonna be ugly. Um, this Patriots team is just on a roll. Um, did you know the nickname of the defense was the Boogeyman? Hmm, that's not bad. Yeah, and I didn't know that. And then Monday night with you know Sam Darnold seeing Ghost just made it even worse. So it's <laughs> giving new life to that nickname. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think they get after Baker. Uh, this offensive line on the Cleveland side is is as you would say basura, uh, straight trash. Basura. Um. So yeah, now nah, this is this Patriots you know defense is gonna get after Baker and make it rough for him. Um, I guess the the question fantasy owners, I know you said Nick Chubb were starting him. The question for fantasy owners is is what are you doing with Odell? Yeah, at the very best, I think he's a flex option. But I, I think I would find someone else to start. Oh, man. The thing with Odell, that, that like Jarvis, 100% on my bench. Yep. Except that there is there there is a sliver of opportunity for Jarvis Landry. And this is where it comes from. And this is maybe like a DFS thing. And a lot of the stuff that I, I say, contrarian things, you don't have to do them in season long. If you want to, you know, maybe potentially take them to DFS, you go ahead and you do that. Uh, Jarvis Landry, though, um, if you think about the, the type of receiver Jarvis Landry is, uh, he you know works the short area of the field, a lot of quick routes. If Baker's under pressure, you think it's out of the realm of possibility. A lot of these short targets end up going to Jarvis. I don't know. It's just something a thought that I had, uh, something that I'm thinking about when I'm making my DFS lineups this weekend. Um, but the thing with Odell, you know, back to Odell, is it really just takes one play with Odell, right? And and the thing about Odell, right? It's like, oh well. The Patriots' defense is really good, and they can cover this, and they can cover that. And it's like, well, Odell was perfectly covered and pass interfered, being interfered with when he made that crazy one-handed catch in the back of the end zone and crazy other catches, like like big plays. So, like, Odell is the outlier that it's like, well, yeah, the, the defender had perfect coverage and this or that, but, like, Odell still made the play. And... Um, for that reason, I find it very hard to bench him. Um, I mean, if you have a better option, then yeah. But, like, unless I have DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Ty Hilton, like, I don't know how many options I have that are better than Odell Beckham. Yeah, I think you – flex option this week pretty much. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, you're going to start him, but you're not going to you're not gonna expect much from him. Um, you know, hopefully you picked up somebody else to kind of overtake that production. And if he has a good game, he makes up, you know, it makes up for it in your lineup. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, there, you know, I'm not always the frame of mind. Hey, you got to start your studs. Um, but with receivers, it's a little bit different, um, especially when they're as, as, as good and as explosive as this guy is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, but that, that's the, that's the beauty of season long. We got to make these decisions. It's not like FanDuel where it's like, oh, I'm just not gonna not gonna play Odell this week. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. All right, um, you know, James White, yeah, big game for him. Of uh, of course, ten points. That's what he does every week, or nine points. That's what he does every week and a half point PPR. Um, and then Sony Michelle, um, it's it's tough. Are you are you intrigued at all by Brandon Bolden? Um, I'm not, especially with Rex Burkhead. It's very close. Uh. I don't think, you know, he's consistent enough for me to to be intrigued by him. Um James, Sony Michelle, his production has literally been on on touchdowns. So, I'm just banking on him getting a goal line, goal line activity, getting in the end zone cuz other than if you take those away, he hasn't been very productive at all either. 
Yeah, no, I mean he had forty he had forty rushing yards against the Jets on Monday Night Football. Um, I think he averaged like one or two yards a carry, but he had three rushing touchdowns. So yeah, um, yeah, it just sucked because we were we were one we were saying. I mean, especially me because you know I'm the resident Jets fan, so I'm supposed to be the expert here. Um, when it comes to how do we attack the Jets, and I was saying, well, we're not gonna Sony Michelle. It's not a Sony Michelle game because you know the Jets are really strong up the middle. Um, but obviously, you know Sony Michelle hadn't been getting red zone touchdowns all year because that's what we were kind of banking on. That's, that was the argument for Sonny Michelle all year. Well, he plays in a high-powered offense, you know. He's, those red zone carries, they're, they're going to be there. And he yep. gets three against the Jets. So it's like, <laughs> just my luck. All right, um, anything else you want <laughs> Anything else you want to add on this game? Yeah, nah, this is uh, Pats all the way. Um, oh, just uh, just just to – because we, we always cover the times and we didn't – I failed to do it this time, my, my bad. Um, the Panthers 49ers game, that's your first 4 p.m. game. That game is at 4.05. Um, this game between the Browns and the Patriots, that's at 4.25. And then we've got another 4.25 game. That's going to be uh, the Oakland Raiders, the 3-3 three and three Oakland Raiders, traveling to Houston to take on the 4-3 and three Houston Texans. This is a 51.5 point over under. The Houston Texans are six-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans in this game. Uh, I got the Raiders covering the spread, though. Uh, I think it's a little closer um, than under a touchdown. And I'm going to take the over. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I expect a high-scoring game from this one. Uh, Will Fuller, already been ruled out in this game. Tyrell Williams, he's expected to be, be back. So, uh, you know, I, just in general, uh, this is a great spot for D-Hop. This is a great spot for Kenny Stills. Uh, Kenny Stills coming off 105 receiving yards. Uh, and also, I like Kiki. Kiki QT a little bit as a good play in deep leagues. Um, so uh, the receivers I'm eyeing a lot in this matchup. Both pass defense are bottom five against receivers in fantasy. They're bottom 10 against QBs in fantasy. So, you know, Tyra Williams, he's playing. I think he's a good flex play. Darren Waller, strong tight end one. Even Darren Fells on the Texan side for tight end. I think he's also a streamable tight end this week if you need help at there. But, uh, yeah, I think Eddie, skill player, that's playing in this game. It's going to eat. It's going to be a high, high-scoring high game, maybe the highest-scoring game of the week. Oof. Man, love it. Love it. Yeah, I'm man. taking the over, two. I'm taking the Raiders to cover the spread. Taking the Texans to win this game. I agree with everything you said. This is a high-scoring game. Um, both these defenses, not great at all from a pass defense perspective. But both these pass offenses, especially the last three weeks, they've been really good. Um, Houston's been number two in terms of pass in terms of pass efficiency over the last three weeks. And Oakland's been number three in terms of pass efficiency over the last three weeks on the offensive side of the ball. So you've got two of the top three offenses, uh, top three pass offenses going at it. Um, and then both these teams on a run from a run defense perspective, uh, Houston is number one in the last three weeks in terms of rush defense efficiency. Uh, and the Oakland Raiders, they're pretty good too against the run as well. So uh, it's going to be tough for these teams to be able to run the ball against each other, but you can throw the ball on these defenses, and I expect that to happen here. So Deshaun Watson, got to start him up. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, got to start him up. Uh, Kenny Stills, like you said. Kiki, do you love me? Absolutely love him mm-hmm. this week. Um, <laughs> and then on the the tight end side, Darren Fells, Jordan Akins. Yeah, I think if you need help, I think you know you could go to one of those guys. Uh, I'd probably lean Darren Fells. Um, just because he's he's had more more targets, a little a little bit more consistency, um, and then on the Oakland side, I really like Derek Carr this week, man. And you know, I, I fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, can't be fooled again. 
um, whatever, however it goes. Derek Carr, he's fooled me so many times, but I, I'm saying it right now on the pod. This is the last time I will trust Derek Carr if he screws this up for me. Um, but yeah, Derek Carr in this matchup, I, you know, he had a really good game last week. It was 23 of 28 for 283 yards, had two passing touchdowns. Did could have had a bigger day, but he fumbled the ball out uh, on the goal line at the pylon, which resulted in the touchback for Green Bay. Um, you know, there was a reason Aaron Rodgers had to throw five touchdown passes and had to run for a six because Derek Carr and the Raiders, they kept trying to come back. Um, so I expect them to attack this Texans offense as well. Also, it's another thing that's interesting. John Gruden, he's a, he's kind of crazy, right? He trades a corner to the, the, the this, you might have caught this earlier in the week. The Oakland Raiders traded the first, former first round pick, Gary on Conley. He's a cornerback, defensive back. They traded him from the Oakland Raiders to the Houston Texans, who they play this week. And Gary on Conley, um, he was bottom, he was giving up the third most fantasy points per target to wide receivers. Um, and there were pl- the Oakland, and now he plays for Houston, and Oakland is replacing Gary on Conley with Trayvon Mullins, who's giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers per target. So you've got the third most fantasy points to wide receivers per target uh, at playing a corner on one side. you got the fourth most playing a corner on the other side. So guess what? These receivers, I like them a lot. So just thought it was interesting I'd share with you guys. Yeah, uh, I agree with you everything, everything there. Hopefully Derek Carr comes through. Got to keep this undefeated record going. So, you know, I hope Derek Carr comes through for us. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we, we're undefeated in the league, um, and so you know we need to start a quarterback this week. Uh, you know, Greg was afraid of the devil as he should be, so we <laughs> stayed away from Sam Donald and his negative six point six six points. Um, so you know we, we're pivoting to Derek. We were trying to get to Teddy Bridgewater. He got picked up before we could, so we're pivoting to Derek Carr. Um, so guys, we're vested, man. So we'll be we'll be there with you if you guys make that decision too. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add on this game? I mean, Darren Waller, he's going to eat. But any any Oakland receiver that you might be interested in? Zay Jones, Keelan Doss, Hunter Renfro? Um, nah, just, yeah, I think those guys that name, like, Kiki, you know, D-Hop, Kenny Stills, I think, you know, that's about it for for uh, the Texans. And then on the, the Raiders side, uh Tyrell is back, so I think I think he's uh gonna t- eat up some targets. Oh yeah, in that game. Tyrell is back. Yeah, yeah. I, I just typically one once I hear plantar fasciitis, I just you're off my radar for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild because Amari Cooper has been balling. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, but he. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That I mean, yeah. We already know my feelings on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the players I'm willing to be wrong about. It's okay, except I did try to I did try to trade get it, get him from Teddy in a trade yesterday. There you go. So, yeah, uh, but I have Keenan Allen, who's also always injured. So you know, I just figured, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving forward, we've got the six and one Green Bay Packers. This is Sunday night football, by the way, eight twenty p.m. We got the six and one Green Bay Packers. Traveling to Kansas City to Arrowhead to take on a five and two Patrick Mahomeless Kansas City Chiefs. There's a forty seven and a half point over under. Packers are four point favorites. Greg, what do you got? In this game, I'm gonna take I was going back and forth. I really wanted to pick the Packers, but I feel like for some reason the Chiefs are gonna get it done. I don't know why. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Uh, I'm gonna take them 
you know, the Chiefs against the spread, obviously, because I have them winning. And I'm going to take the over in this game. I think it's a field goal game, though. I just uh, really trust Andy Reid. We'll have a game plan ready for Matt Moore. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he's expected to play. Uh, they already ru- ruled Mohomes out officially. Uh, you know, they were trying to wait to the last minute, I think, to do this. But now nah, he's ruled out. So it's Matt Moore's job. Um, <clears throat> I-, I like Tyreek Hill. I still like him. I still like Shady McCoy in this favorable matchup. Packer secondary hasn't been good of late. And uh, Shady, he had 14 touches last game. So I'd like to continue to see that number, uh, the 15 to 20 touch mark. And uh, on the Packers side, no Devontae Adams again. Uh, so he was very close. He's he's almost there. He said he's feeling two million times better. Uh, but I think they're going to hold him out again. How many more millions does he need? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the turf toe, man. I don't know, man. When I see Julio out there, though, every week, I'm like, if he could do it, yo, you could do it, yo. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but I think it might be a little tough. I don't know how they were able to, you know, his performance, Aaron Rodgers, without Devontae Adams and with the world's receivers on the field, um, is still astonishing to me. Um, but I think this is another Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams game. They had a combined 23 touches last week. I think you see similar production from them. Uh, Aaron Jones being a low B RB1 and Jamal Williams being a, a low in RB2 uh, for you. So, uh, But I think, you know, Andy Reid, I'm, I really trust him in this game. I think he gets it done. Yeah, I think the reason. So I'm taking actually the over here as well. I'm taking. Well, I'm gonna take the over. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover the spread. I'm taking the Chiefs to win. Um, yeah, man, I'm with you on this one because uh, I think the reason why you have this weird feeling is because uh, Andy Reid off a bye is great, and technically this isn't a bye, but technically it is because they played on Thursday night, so he's had ten days to get ready for this game. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little mini bye. So. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like I like the Chiefs in this one. I think they devise a plan to get Matt more comfortable. Um, you know, if there's any quarterback that or any coach that I, I would entrust a quarterback with um, to get them ready for a week, it's gonna be it's gonna be Andy Reid. Yep. Um, you know, Matt Moore. I already talked about about it last week. Uh, you know, I really do like his. You know, I think he has ability. Um, I think that he has. Um, you know, I think he has a, a skill set that that Andy Reid can can use. Um, so I, I do expect the Chiefs pieces to be usable. I think I think uh, Matt Moore might even be streamable. I know this pass defense for Green Bay has been um, has been something that we've been afraid of, and we've been ma- mainly attacking this run defense. Um, but you know, the run defense has gotten better in the last three weeks. But while the pass defense has gotten worse in the last three weeks, they're bottom four. Uh, in terms of pass defense efficiency over the last three weeks, um, and I and you know during that span they've uh, they've also climbed to 18th in the last three weeks in terms of rush defense efficiency. So I think they're giving it up to get something, you know, giving up a little bit in the pass game to get to get some in the run game. Um, so you know I think they're gonna really try to sell out to stop this Chiefs run game, which makes them vulnerable for the pass. Um, so I I do think that Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, are definitely playable. Um, Sammy Watkins is back. I'm I'm sorry. Did you say you're gonna play him? Uh, Sammy Watkins is back. I don't think so. I think he's a, I think he's a flex option at best. But I probably wouldn't start him. Uh, the only guys I'm looking at, yeah, Tyreek Hill, Shady McCoy. Uh, I just don't know who's gonna be that second receiver because McCoy is still there. Demarcus Robinson, you know, Byron Pringle, all, all those guys. So and Sammy Watkins just got back. I'm not sure if they're gonna unleash him right away. Sammy Watkins or Odell? Uh, Odell. Okay, just wanted to see where you were at. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Shady McCoy, I think that, you know, he's definitely in a nice a nice spot coming off a game where he had, you know, 14 carries. Was it 14 carries or 14 touches? Uh, I got the 14 touch mark, yeah, because I think okay. he had 12 carries and he had two, two, uh, yeah, two tar- receptions. Yeah, okay. That's what yeah. it was. So, yeah, I think, he, you know, he's, st- he's still going to be up there in that carry department. Um, and then what about, um, you know, da- da- Damien Williams? Is he somebody, is he a snip snip? Like, what are you doing there? Uh, I'm not. I don't think he's a snip, snip because uh, just shady could you know the injury could happen to shady. Uh, maybe a drop off from shady could happen still. So I think he's a stash at this point. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't think you can drop him though. He. I feel like he would get picked up in a heartbeat if you did. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know some leagues. I think it's, I think it's okay. Like if you're in a ten team league, um, some shallower leagues, you know, you, you know, where obviously yeah. the bench space is scarce. You might you might have to do. It. I know I did it in the the you know the settle it once or for all league ten 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 people ten person league. Right. You know, I'm, I'm I was loaded at running back, so I, you know he he was a droppable asset for me. Um, but I agree with you. I think if you're in a twelve team league, um, you might just have to hold him because you know the injury risk is always there. Obviously, we saw what he did last year in the playoff run. Um, so you know I think that he's somebody that we just kind of kind of have to hold tight tight to you know mm-hmm. uh, view him as view him as a handcuff. Um, you know, somebody that we could flex in, in a good matchup. Yeah. Um, and just kind of w- let this situation sort itself out. Um, what about Aaron Rodgers, though? You know, we, you know, he was vintage Aaron Rodgers last week. Uh, he dropped a dime the week before that to Alan Lazard. Um, is this, do you think this is more of a, a case of the matchups? Um, or is, is this something that fantasy owners should be expecting from Aaron Rodgers going forward? Uh, I, think it's not a fluke i mean only because you know the, his main target hasn't been there and he's still been performing so i think he's kind of figured it out uh figured out a good game plan for him to be successful uh so i think he gives you you know a low in qb1 number number this week um yeah so i, I think he's startable yeah i think i think the the thing is though the kansas city pass defense has been pretty good um yeah you know it, so they don't give up a lot of production there. The, the a lot of the productions only is ba- been mainly on the ground against the Chiefs. Uh, so do you? Th- I I mean I could see I could see an, I could see a scenario where, you know, they lean more on this run game. Than yeah, they I mean do they could this pass into the pass. yeah get get the running backs involved in the pass game too. That's good. Yeah, that would that would be that would be nice. Obviously, um, you know, he did he did that on thirty one pass attempts though. Yeah. That's really efficient. It's really efficient. It's almost like, I mean, and Aaron Rodgers is uberly efficient, but it's like, is that something that we can count on? Um, I mean, you already answered it, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess for me, it's just like, for me, I'm going to say I kind of want to wait and see. Like, I, I'm, I'm I'm, still willing to sell high just because, like, I've, you know, Matt, like, the math says that quarterback scoring is flat, so like I could find a replaceable quarterback. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't having five touchdown games, then he's otherwise replaceable. Right. Um. So I'm just gonna keep operating under that assumption. But it was nice to see the five touchdown day, um, coming off the two touchdown day. Uh, so he had a, he had a top twelve he had a top twelve finish. But then he finishes number one. So maybe we wait and see what happens in this in this matchup. And if you know if he's got another one and you know three in a row that makes him on fire, so, um, you know I, I th- you could definitely do worse than Aaron Rodgers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think I think you can roll him out there this week. Okay. Um, and then is anything else in that game? Jimmy Graham, you starting him? Well, uh, yeah, you starting Jimmy Graham. Um, I think you know just 
volume and then as far as it, him could always get that red zone throw up throw away like jump ball touchdown yeah there's no thing with jimmy graham i mean no no, no tight end is really getting uh, a lot of targets unless your name is like george kittle um you know zach Ertz or austin hooper or something yeah like darren that. waller or something like that yeah darren waller but um you know he only he's like doing this on like very limited like targets you know, four targets last week. Um, you know, not like you know. I think it was four targets the week before that too. So mm-hmm. um, it's just you know, be, if he doesn't get you that touchdown, it's kind of be it's going to be a bust in your day. So yeah, um, be mindful of that. All right, and we want to move forward. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, now let's get to this uh, exciting Monday night game. <laughs> Woo! This Monday night game got to combine two wins, and we're in week eight. <laughs> um, but. We, <laughs> We got the 0 6 Miami Dolphins traveling to Pittsburgh and take on the 2 and 4 Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a 44 point over under. Uh, the Steelers are 14 point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game at home. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover the spread, though. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick shows a little magic in this uh, a little bit. Um, but I'm going to take the under in this game. Uh, Mason Rudolph, hopefully, you know, he should be back uh, returning to start in a very favorable matchup. Uh, hopefully he can get his uh, targets involved. Juju and Deontay Johnson. I mean, I forgot about these couple of these guys, but uh, they have a good matchup going. So I think uh, they're in a good spot here. Um, but uh, really, I think it comes down to James Conner. I think he dominates. This is another James Conner game uh, for you know to, for him. Look for him to produce and give you a top five running back performance this week. Um, and on the Dolphins side, I'm not really. I don't really hate any of the Dolphins, but I don't really like love him either. Um, you know. The Steelers defense has been trending up, had a dominating game against the Chargers before the bye. But uh, I see, you know, Mark Wallen <clears throat> as an RB3, you know, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, both as RB3s. You know, obviously, Parker has that touchdown upside. Uh, Preston just gives you a good floor in general without the touchdown upside. So I think both these guys, you know, are, are flex options for you um, as far and also Mark Wallen as well. Oof. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm taking the Dolphins against the spread. I'm taking the Steelers to win, um, just like you said. And, it, yeah, it's for me, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, you know, I think he, he brings a little – yeah, a little bit of that Fitz magic back um, with him. It's Monday Night Football. Um, last year, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, this the the Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Bucks played the Steelers on Monday Night Football. He threw for over 400 yards in that game. Um, obviously, you know, different offense, different weapons, different year, um, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, I, I, you know, with this all this Dolphins team is performing better. This offense is performing better with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. Um, so I think that's that makes it that makes these pieces usable. The only thing is uh, this Steelers defense is, is pretty good. So, um, you know, I don't know if that 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 like for for me there, it's just like I don't know. I don't love Devontae Parker in a in a in a good matchup, so it's like do I love him in what's supposed to be um, you know, a bad matchup. Pittsburgh on the season is giving up the twenty fourth most pan- fancy points to wide receivers. Uh so that's, you know, bottom quarter of the league right there. Um that they are. So yeah, it's just it's just interesting to me, because, um, you know, this is a they they are in a nice I guess, you know, they have coming off a nice game. Um, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick playing well, so it's like, do you start them um, or do you go somewhere else considering that they play for the Miami Dolphins? 
Yeah, so, they did um, this <laughs> against the Bills at home. I mean, that the Bills defense is for, for real. We know the that. Bills. So they're mm-hmm. capable. Yeah, no, I mean, most definitely. And it's just, yeah, that's it's just um, it's just something to, to, to watch. It's a risk that we have to take, I guess. Um, and then on the Steelers' side, um, you know, this run game, James Conner, most definitely. Are you are you interested in Jalen Samuels? I know he 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 popped up with a full as a full participant in practice. Um, oh really? On, wow. Yeah, on Thursday. Um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I still think this is a heavy James Conner game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that too. But like we said, you know, James Conner, you got to make sure you pick his handcuff up in yep, your league. Have him ready. Um, have him ready before that Monday night game. Um, cause you, you never know what's going to happen with James Conner. Um, and then on the receiver side, you know, Juju, I think this is a nice spot for him, obviously, uh, going against this Miami, Miami defense that's given up the 13th most fantasy points on the season to, to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that he's a nice play. Deontay Johnson, is this somebody that you might be interested in playing? Uh, I think so. I think he does get a little involved. He, he struggled before the bye, um, against the Chargers, but. I think, you know, with, with Mason Rudolph in the game, he has intrigue. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, too. Um, you know, he, he is the deep target, so some deep shots from, from Mason Rudolph would be nice. Uh, all right, man. So, I think that's all we got on the Monday night game. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you want to add or we get to, nah, that, get time, to that time, spot? time to make this money time. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, man. Trying to make these people some money. All right, Greg. As we always do, start to the week. Start with that quarterback position. Greg, what do you got? Let's get it. Let's get my man Matt Stafford against the Giants. You know, he's got three top five finishes this season so far in favorable matchups. Two of those top five QB performances were at home. This is where he is. He's home. I think he's, he's been better at home overall this year. I think they're going to, like I said before, rely on the pass the game a little more. No carry on. Uh, Matt Stafford second in the league in deep ball attempts with seven attempts per game. Uh, this is balls that travel 20 yards or more. I think, you know, Matt Stafford gets a couple here especially to carry, uh, to Kenny Galladay. Um, Giants haven't been good to QBs. Uh, I think, you know, last week, uh, Kyler Murray was an outlier. There was bad weather, and they really didn't need to use him. Chase Edmonds ran blindly into the end zone multiple times. So I think, you know, Stafford is in a good spot here. He gets you a QB top five performance this week. Oh, man. Yeah, I I, I like that one a lot, man. Matt Stafford, he's, he's been balling. Um, you know, I feel bad because I, I said he wasn't going to ball, but he's balling, so... Yeah. Start him up this week. I think that I like that start of the week. Um, yeah, me, I'm going back to the well that you went to last week, but I, I got to do it. That's Josh Allen. Josh He's got Allen. This, matchup, this matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. These Philadelphia Eagles, they give up the eighth, eighth most fancy points to, to quarterbacks. Um, he's going to be in a nice little shootout with um, with Carson Wentz, who's going to try, who's going to have to try to keep pace um, against this, this tough Bills defense. But Josh Allen, uh, whether the score is close, whether the score isn't close, um, he's he's doing it with his arms, he's doing it with his legs, um, and this Philadelphia secondary has not been great. So you add that to Josh Allen's nice nice rush floor, and uh, that's gonna that's gonna get you a nice uh, nice way to a QB one performance on the week. So Josh Allen, that's my QB start of the week. Greg, what's your one? Well, I guess you know we we made it this way, so I'm gonna stick to it this way. Wide receiver start of the week, Greg. Yeah, I'm gonna go to my man D Hop. One of my favorite receivers in the league, going against Oakland. Got a prime matchup against the Raiders. Bottom two against wide receivers in fantasy in a very high over-under game. D-Hop's about to eat. He's, you know, he's had a sneaky, good, uh, consistent year. I know early in the year, people are a little disappointed. But if you really look at his numbers, 
even without the touchdown number being there, D Hop has been there for you. He's been solid. Uh, he's fifth among wide receivers and targets, third in receptions, and second in target share. No Will Fuller. D Hop is about to destroy. He's about to eat. Oh man, yeah, D Hop is is a nice little it's a nice little bounce back game for him last week, but this is this is the blow up game for him. Yeah, so man. I agree with you there. D Hop's gonna eat. My wide receiver start of the week. Uh it's a little outside the box, but I'm gonna do it. Um, Mike Williams, wide receiver mm-hmm. for the LA Chargers. Um, we already talked about it. There's potentially no Keenan Allen. Um, and you know what? Even before that, Mike Williams, he was leading this team in targets over the last three weeks. And then he's got 395 air yards over over that same span. That's good for second in the league. Um, he's got 193 receiving yards, no touchdowns. That's that's just simple math for me, man. The regression is coming. That positive regression is coming. And Mike Williams, he's gonna dog, man. Uh, he's got this matchup against this this uh, uh against this, these Chicago Bears and these Chicago Bears. I know it sounds like a it sounds like a it's a scary matchup, but the Chicago Bears are actually giving up the 29th most fantasy points. Or 29th least fantasy points to uh, to wide receivers, but the last three weeks uh, they gave up an 18 finish, 29 and an 18. Um, but I think that Mike Williams in this spot, given the air yards, given the targets, he's gonna dog. So uh, Mike Williams, start him up, man. Yeah, I like Greg, that one right there. No Keenan Allen. Running back start of the week, Greg. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I would talk about it in the last matchup. James Conner, I think this is going to be James Conner game. I think he keeps rolling against the Dolphins. Elite matchup for him. Dolphins are the worst team against RBs next to the Bengals. And in that game against the Bengals, James Conner finished the RB6 for the week. So I think, you know, James Conner had the RB1 performance last week. I see no reason why he doesn't do that again here, especially, you know, finishing top five. No Big Ben. You know, they've had to rely on James Conner more since that. Uh, his usage in the passing game has been pretty good. 26 receptions, uh, 231 yards in the past game. So it provides a good floor from him. I think he yeah, he dominates in this game. James Conner all the way. Oof. Yeah, no, James Conner, I love him this week. Um, I almost wish I made him my, my running back start of the week two weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, I really I really like this one. Uh, my running back start of the week, I'm going with a guy you, you touched on, Chris Carson. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, they're giving up the 12th most fantasy points to, to the running back position. The last three weeks, they've given up a 12, the 12, the fir- the top finish, and then a fifth, the top 15 finish. Chris Carson, it's when it, when it comes to Chris Carson, it's all about volume, and that's what this man gets. Um, it's 20-plus carries in, in each of his last uh, four games. So you expect that, that trend to continue. So Chris Carson, start him up. He's going to dog. Greg, tight end start of the week. Yeah, this guy's been really consistent, but I'm going to go with the big game. I think Travis Kelsey gets it done here. Uh, he's been so consistent. I'm making him my start of the week because I think he gets the touchdown, though. He's only had one thus far this year, which is crazy because he hasn't had under a nine-point game in fantasy and half-point PPR scoring. So that man's been producing no matter what for you. I think Matt Moore would rely, him a lot, rely on him a lot, especially on third downs. I think he gets a lot of the, a good reception number here. And I think he gets in the red zone. I think he gets in the, the end zone this week. Green Bay's bottom 10 against tight ends in fantasy. Uh, expect the top three performance from Travis Kelsey. Mm, yeah, no, nah, Travis Kelsey, we've been talking about it. He's a positive regression candidate. Um, it's coming. And this matchup against Green Bay is really, really nice. So, uh, yeah, uh, I really like that, that start of the week. My, my tight end start of the week, I'm that's right. I'm going to my guy, Austin Hooper. Uh, he's got this matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. They give up the third most fantasy points to the to the to the tight end position. But each of the last three weeks, they've given up the tight end uh, thirteen, the tight end four, then the tight end one. 
Um, so Austin Hooper, he's in a nice spot. Obviously, we know uh, this is, I mean, with and this is with or without uh, Matt Ryan, you could start. You could start Austin Hooper. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, like we said before, you got no target. You got uh, no Muhammad Sanu. Those targets in the middle of the field, they're there. They're open. Uh, Austin Hooper, he's already been eating. He's already been dogging. Um, so I ex- completely expect that trend to continue. Uh, so Austin Hooper, you can continue to start him up. So I guess we got those those streams, right, Yeah, those stream streams. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> to start. So, Greg, your quarterback stream of the week, man. What's up? Yeah. Um, this is, you know, if Drew Brees isn't playing, Teddy Bridgewater got to have him there he's been had nine touchdowns and two interceptions in his five starts this year uh he's been everything you can ask for for the saints offense cardinals the bottom five against qbs in fantasy i think you know he does not going to lose your matchup teddy but he's you know he's not going to go off i think he gets you uh bottom end qb1 performance finishes like qb12 qb11 um but if drew Brees is starting you need that the contingency plan i like ryan Tannehill against the bucks uh, you know, he had 312 for two touchdowns against the, you know, against in his Titans debut last week. He has a better matchup this week at home against the Bucks. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Tannehill, you could throw him out there. Woo, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Um, we talked about it. He's he's in a nice little spot against this Tampa Bay this Tampa Bay defense that's been vulnerable. So uh, yeah, he's he's performing in this in this Titans this Titans offense uh, last week. So we expect that trend to continue. Uh, my my quarterback stream of the week. Um, Derek Carr, uh, that's real. We're starting him, so you know I had to make him the stream of the week. Um, the Houston Texans they give up the fourth most uh, points to quarterbacks on the season, but the last three weeks they've given up the QB two, the QB eleven, and the QB five. So um, Derek Carr, he's in a nice spot. The Oakland, like I said, the Oakland Raiders, they're number three in terms of offensive pass efficiency, uh, going up against a defense that gives it up to the quarterback position. So. Uh, Derek Carr, you can start him with confidence. Um, and if you don't have the confidence to start Derek Carr because he's burned you in the past, then you could go to the Sunday night game, and that's Matt Moore against the Green Bay Packers. Um, I know the Green Bay Packers, they've been pretty good against the pass all year. But you look at the last three weeks, they've given up the QB5, the QB21, and the QB8 last week to Derek Carr, the aforementioned Derek Carr. So Matt Moore, I think he's startable, especially when you consider his his, uh, his streamable, especially when you consider uh, Andy Reid's his play caller um greg your tight end stream of the week man what's up yeah this is a little one tough one from here but uh, i'm gonna go with mike kaseki it was either back and forth between him or camera break <laughs> i think uh you know two straight games 351 then four for 41 respectively that's really all you could ask for from a streamer tight end uh without that touchdown number but you know he's getting the targets he's had 11 combined in the last two games favorable matchup against the steelers who's bottom five against tight ends in fantasy uh, i think you go with mike kaseki Ooh. All right, yeah, so you didn't take Cameron Bray, so I'm going to take him, but I'm also going to take John U. Smith. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they give up the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. The Tennessee Titans give up the sixth most fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, you know, so both these guys in good spots. Obviously, Cameron Bray plays for Tampa Bay, so he's going up against Tennessee. John U. Smith plays for Tennessee, he's going up against Tampa Bay. So basically, take your pick of one of these two guys, and you should be okay on the day. Um, Greg, what do you got for defensive stream of the week? Defense, you know, um, Bills, you know, I like them home against the Eagles. I always like this Bills defense at home. But a sneaky play, if you know, if you don't got one of those top defenses, I like the Lions against my Giants. Uh, I think, you know, you can get to Danny Dimes. He can he has problems protecting the ball. So I think he can get some turnovers there, some sacks and some fumble recoveries. 
Mm, I like that one a lot. Um, for mine, I'm going to go I touch, touch touch on number four. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know they they've been a pretty good, they've been a pretty solid pretty solid unit. Um, I picked them as a did I pick them as a stream last week? No, I picked the Giants as a stream last week, but I did touch on them last week. I I believe. Um, I think they're startable. Um, and you know they're in a nice spot this week against the Denver Broncos. Well, obviously we saw the Denver Broncos last week against the uh against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Denver Broncos, as an offense, give up the eighth most fantasy points to uh, two opposing defenses. So that's obviously a nice spot for, for Indianapolis, um, and I expect that to continue as well. Yeah, definitely. I, li- I like those th- there. Um, yeah, you know, this defense has got to come through. What about your kicker start of the week, Greg? You didn't, you didn't oh, kicker start of the week? You know, it's always, you know, <laughs> Arizona's kicker, you know, and they, they don't get in the touchdowns, you know, so you got to <laughs> always pick those teams that are – Almost gonna get there and, and just just be close, you know, like the Geico commercial. You're not quick, oh, there you quick go. enough. <laughs> yeah, not not quick enough. <laughs> not quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I think that's all we got. Um, yep. You know, wrapped it up and we got those the, the recaps or not the recaps, the previews, starts of the week, uh, streams of the week. Got it all here at Fancy Diagnostics. Um, but yeah, as always, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for taking the time to follow, rate, review us. Uh, remember, keep following us on, on Instagram and Twitter at FF Diagnostics. Um, and as always, we appreciate you guys, and we are out. We out.